Welcome to a very, very special edition of Talking With Kevin and Son. Um, this episode is brought to you by RMK Productions and the 10 United Podcast Network. Our mission is through our power of story to uplift, uh, educate, inspire, and share experiences and perspectives using um, the framework of teaching, learning, and modeling. Our purpose is hope. This is a repeat offender. This is going into our fifth episode of uh, a good friend and a young man, um, Sid McNary, wants to be president. He's a presidential candidate um, in 2024. We have talked about issues. We have talked about why he wants to become um, president. We have talked uh, and answered questions from um, the people that had questions. And now we're going to talk about um, the process. And I, I have some personal questions. You know, one thing I always said when I started my podcast, there's two things that I, I did not want to talk about. It's religion and politics. And look at me now. All right. <laughs> this is what happens when you you have friends in, in very high places and you support friends. Um, I first, when he first told me about um, his desires, I'm going, why in the hell do you want to do that? All right. You're a good looking young man. Four years from now, you'll be my grandfather. And he still said he wants to do this because he is um, the author. Uh, he is a father. He, he is by far one of the most honest people that I have ever met in my life. And this is the reason why I even decided to do, do this in interview, support him, is because he has integrity. And I've always been taught if a man has... Um, no integrity, he can't be trusted. And for some reason, we voted for someone that didn't have character or integrity, and people followed him. And I don't know why. So, welcome to the show, um, my friend, and soon to be Mr. President, Sid McNary. How you doing, Sid? Hey, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And I, I heard that intro, and it's an interesting intro, to say the least. And I, I say interesting because there's such a process for becoming the president of the United States and we'll see what the world wants. That's, that's what it's going to come down to right now because of the process uh, that there's steps that would have to be taken to make it now uh, or will will be when it'll be. That's what I know. So I'm, I'm excited to have this conversation. Well, before we actually go through um, the process, because I'm going to tell you, a lot of people don't have any idea what's going on um, or how someone can become president, how they get elected to president. Some people think um, it's uh, through the people's vote um, that they become president. But we know we had a president before Biden that the electoral colleges um, voted him in, and he was at, in the process. He was trying to... Um, um, changed that. And he actually got voted in on the program he wanted to get rid of. And um, I, I'm going to say his name. And I, oh, God, you know something? I hate turning the pages of any media and seeing his, his face. And I'm going to ask you this question, all right, by both can candidates, our current president, as well as um, our past president and president wants to be. What? This baffles me. Why do educated people follow a person to be president of the United States and endorses him? And why a party, knowing that he is not to be trusted, 
knowing that he has questionable character and ethics, knowing that he is an outright racist. And this is not slander, it's proven. January 6th proves that. And he has done everything in his power to disrupt the political system. And he still has people that say he is the best thing that's ever happened to this country. I'm talking about Donald Trump. I'm not going to mince words. And um, for those of you that are following me that disagree with me, I'm okay. That's what America's about. You can. This is my personal um, feelings. I want to know why. What do you think this is? What's wrong with the people? Well, I, I really don't think it's something that's wrong with people as much as people want something different. And so because they want something different, they're desperate. They're desperate enough to all those things that you named to look beyond them because they're desperate. They're desperate for something to come in and save the country, to save people's way of life, to elevate things from where they are. And with that being said, many people think he's the answer. You know, there are some things that, that happened well when he was in office. I mean, I look at since 2020, we're up 25% on groceries and insurance, car insurance up 33%. Like those things really happen. So when, when you start taking it, going into somebody's pocket, they'll sacrifice some things to keep from their pocket, their survival needs, their things that they think they need in order to make it in life they will do. I'm just somebody that got rid of everything and live. I could turn it all off if I wanted to and walk away. So because of that, as a free black man in America, that's, that's rare, bro. Like that, that's just straight up. That is rare. So now because I'm free enough to say, I do me. I then can sit here and say 100%, I don't have to just follow somebody. And that's not just a free black man, that's free period. Most people aren't free in their own thoughts. So they can't, they can't even fathom anything other than go to something or someone that is off the deep end. That, that's it. That's, that's why I think people are willing to follow that. Because see, it, it, go ahead. See, it, it surprises me when you you say you you talk about gasoline, groceries, um, are 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 up, you know, and everyone's blaming um, President Biden for that. It's not pre President Biden. It's um, you know, the the fact that these companies have to recoup their loss from um, going over in 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 COVID. You know, look at the housing prices. You know what used to be. An average house is now um, the price of a small McMansion. You know, first family um, buyers can't buy a halfway decent home because of uh, the housing market and interest rates. I mean, back before COVID, interest rates were 3%. They just lowered them at, at 6% some change. You know, and, you know, right now there's a candidate running for office and is blaming Biden for this. This is just part of the, the system to survive our uh, economy. I mean, I, I can't blame one person when I look at, you know, the power that a president actually really has. 
versus the power of the, the people. I just read was reading uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's new book, and he talked about his understanding of the political machine when he first got elected uh, governor. You know, he talked about his plan A, and he said he didn't have a plan B. And he said what he what he had to do was create a language that the people understood in order for his plan A to exist. He said he used too many big words, and the big words can confuse him when he was talking about, you know, um, their infrastructure with the water and, you know, the air and everything else. And he says, until he started talking to the people in a language that they understood, he says that's how he got um, voted in. I mean, I, I, I will tell you, there are people that don't have two quarters to rub together that think Trump is going to save them. You know, he has never saved anyone except for, you know, his cronies. Ask Giuliani if Trump is the savior. You know, he's going to do serious time, and Trump has turned his back on him. Um, I, I, I don't get it. So, you know, I appreciate you answering that question. The other question is, you know, when you look at the fact that when I looked up, you know, you've got to be 35 years of age in order for you to even be considered a candidate for um, president. You must be uh, a resident of the United States for at least 14 years. You have to be a natural born uh, citizen of the United States. And that's where Obama was in question. And they threaten him because they don't count Hawaii as part of the United States. Um, and the other part is that you've got to raise or spend $5,000 for your campaign, and then you must register with the election committee to be included as an, and name a campaign management and a committee in order for them to spend the money. Now, the one other question I want to ask on the other candidate, and I think both of them qualify for this, this question, is is old too old to be president how old do you need to be to be too old um and who decides if you're too old to be president you slur your words you trip over something you can't be president um you don't speak as eloquently as a president we we have and you carry yourself with a sense of purpose um you know based on interpretation and uh, perspective, we should have never had a president that was an actor um, sitting over here. And uh, what's too old? You know, you're a young man. You're going to be old soon. <laughs> what is he too old to be president? Right. I Biden, Biden. Trump, both, <laughs> both. Uh, is he too old? It has nothing to do with his age. I I know some older people that could run circles around myself. One being my father. Now my father, when he's when he's ready and on his game, talk with the best of them, work with the best of them, and do it all. Like just can't. It's just simple. Now I do watch both of them, and I watched one need a pad under his feet to keep him from falling over. I'm not going to say which one, but one of them, one of them does that. Y'all want to know, y'all go study it. See, I I like watching people. One, often things don't seem to register and come through clearly when speaking. To me, that lack of faculties to move and 
be engaged in all the things see says to me that person may not be equipped and that, that's not an age thing because that could be somebody younger that could be somebody older that's that's where both seem like they are not equipped to handle four years of that what it takes to go through that like when i look at president obama who looked really young going in came out with a lot of gray hairs fortunately i shaved my head so it doesn't matter <laughs> now since you brought up president obama i want to ask you i'm going to run parallel identical if president barack obama which i love that man as president and i've read a couple books to say how hard it was for him to, to, to be in that office twice run parallel the same things the exact same things that Donald Trump is experienced now and what he's going through legally, would either party back or in your belief, and this is a personal question, you don't have to answer it. And I'm thinking, I'm gonna ask the same uh, of my listeners, if either party, would either party back Mr. Obama or how long would he have survived in the office of president? With the same things that the same thing that Donald Trump yeah, is going through, yeah. identical. All his legal matters, all the the uh, the slander uh, issues, all the things that he he did of uh, re removing documents in there, um, the betrayal of three wives, and still became um, uh, president. Um, the lying to Congress, the tampering with witnesses, the list goes on. These are all things that are, are public, so I'm not making up any things. And January the 6th was not a cartoon uh, series that was being run. That was reality. Um, would Obama had even survived one-tenth of what Donald Trump is? And would he be um, the forerunner in a political party to be the next president? Well, my answer, the short answer is no. The long answer is... Hell no. That's just the history... <laughs> <laughs> that's just the history I, I, of america like you're asking I, me to now could it be possible that the democrats would have backed him on the second go round? yes why because they knew he could win so winning some seems to negate people's problems that's across the board that's in the game that you played the game that i coached that Winning gets people beyond some of their stuff. They're doing the same thing in that, that regard. They think they got a shot at winning with Trump. So the things that likely Obama would not have been able to make it through, you make it through if they think you're going to win, win with you. We'll, we'll figure out how to get that stuff out the way if we think we can win. Now, let it be somebody that they think isn't going to win and they Stop letting that person take political money to pay lawyer bills. Like, right. when are we going to really get clean with this stuff? You know, that's, it's, um, for me, as I look at this dance and you, there was one thing you failed to mention about uh, the political way into the White House. Do you know what happened in New Hampshire on the Democratic side? Democrat side? 
win? Recently, with uh, you know, you had Trump won for Republicans, Biden won for the Democrats, and people could have voted for Marianne Williamson. They could have voted for I don't know the other guy's name. And 62% voted for Biden, who didn't put his name on the ballot. 62% wrote him in. That's the right end. Yeah. So that's something that people haven't even, people haven't even really thought about that. I had 400 people write my name in when I was in college. (laughs) That was a long time ago. We didn't know about the age factor of who could be president. I'm saying... I want to be that person that people just know on the tip of their tongue that no matter what they say, Hey, that's, that's somebody that has to do it. Cause otherwise we lose the country the way things are, you know, and we'll see how it works. We'll see what it takes because the process is set up in a way that those two parties almost have to be the ones in. Because, You're exactly right. Because you have to go to every state and honor every state's process. And which in, in my state looks like 145,000 signatures just to get out of Florida. Right. So now if I'm in one of those two things, I don't even like giving them credit anymore. Cause it's like, here's peace. Well, first let's go all the way up. There's a creator. There's something that created everything. Most people call it God. And I say most people because the numbers in that that religion outdo all other religions. So with that being said, there's God. Then there's peace. Then there's politics. And then there's these two things below that. Those are the scales. So when I look at that, it's like, okay, I'm up here at peace. Do I want to come down here to this? Now I'm trying to get people to come up here to peace. Let's come on up. Let's raise up the bar and do something different that says, okay, it's time to get out of the muck. And, and the other two are below the muck. They're so far down, it doesn't even make sense to me. And it's happening across the board on every level. When you go into politics, in order to be in those two things, you got to go into the muck. I want people out of the muck. Come on up to peace. You, you, know, you know something? I'm glad you brought up peace. Because when our very first interview, I I actually um, I had a pushback when you said you 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 wanted peace, and it's taken some time for for me to wear that coat, and it fits and it feels good today, because I I said you know there's no profit in peace. You know America doesn't want it. We're a capitalistic uh, society, and as long as I mean Dave Chappelle said it, he goes can't stand Trump, but he says he likes my ta- his tax return. You know, so, you know, it's like you you look at those who have it, we hate him, but when we get tax breaks, we can keep a little bit more of our, our money. And Denzel Washington said, said it best. He says, you'll never see a U-Haul behind a hearse. But um, when you said um, peace, and the more times I, I heard you say, and I just recently had a very good friend that just hopped on a plane that has gone over into harm's way. And I'm saying, we do need peace. Because every single time we turn around and we we don't get our way or someone has an attitude or someone's racist or biased, um, feathers get, ra- hairs get rattled on the back of their neck. 
we sacrificed someone's son and daughter. We had three young young people that were killed by a drone strike um, from a country that you know we get our oil from, and we're trying to keep peaceful relationships. And we announced on the the six o'clock news, we're coming to get you. You know, I, I'll tell you, the half the bullies I grew up with never made it to the news. They just showed up. Um, I, I think America is ready for peace. And that's the reason why I think, I believe, I don't think that you actually have a chance. I think there's more people that are tired of the mudslinging, the, the BS that goes on. You know, I said this at the top of the show. You're one of the most honest people that I know. All right. America is ready for someone to tell them the truth. They may not like what they hear. We we all have to understand that, you know, our country, if you look at per capita, we have murdered more people in this world and, in, in, you know, for profit than some of the hoods in the neighborhood that we keep talking about in our neighborhoods. All right. Our government has, our country has, our history has. We, we have um, stood on the throat of weaker people or nicer people in order to have our way to oppress them than any other country uh, on this planet. But we call this place, you know, a great place. And that's why I said we're ready for peace. We are so ready for peace. We're, we're, we're ready to silence the noise and we're ready for someone to go ahead and, and sit at the table with a group of people that will bring in a new understanding to foreign policy, a new understanding to collaboration and world peace, a new under understanding to, to say, let's throw away our, our biases. 2024, we're sending our children to represent the United States of America. One of the people that's being showcased, Miss Richardson, was someone that was held back from her dream just because they didn't like the way she wore her hair, the way she spoke and whatever. She's one of the most talented people. And now she is the poster child. How soon we have changed when we want, like you said, winning. All right. And I'm guilty too, because when I got the phone call that there's a possibility when Tom Brady was still playing, a friend called me and said that you know, Tom Brady was interviewing. He said, ask me how, how I felt about Tom Brady. I said, I can't stand him. And then they said that he was interviewing for the Cleveland Browns, which is my home team. I said, I can get to like him. <laughs> yeah. So with that said, let's talk about what you have to go through. What are the next steps in order for you to become official and for you to start um, your campaign to be president? And how can this show and our listeners support you on the road to the White House? Let's talk First, about the process. Yeah, first the process looks like everybody that just tuned in that didn't know my name before they tuned in. There's more than this, the people that tune in for this that are now knowing me. I've got to get to know people and people have to get to know me. Like that's first and foremost. So I need support of everyone. And I appreciate you bringing me on the show. I need support from everyone to get to 44 plus million people in the United States to be ready to make sure that that happens. No matter what it, what it takes to get there, like no matter whether it's write-in, 
the process, and we'll talk about the process in a moment, signing papers, all those different things. If people really want something different, people gotta people gotta speak up. People gotta start to demand what is that what we say we want. We want peace in the in the US. Well, then we got to start demanding that people start talking about peace. We the consumers have that ability. That's first and foremost, which then looks like I'm about to go on the book tour and all those things uh, to get everything out there to be known so that people know who I am. That'll happen. Uh, we'll take off in June. You know, there's a lot of stuff to get done before that. But again, getting to know people. And that's it. So I need people to, whether it's, we have so many different ways to get things out there that things can be done a lot different than they've been done in the past. People can spread the word, tag people, speak to people, share different content out into the world so people get to know what's happening. That, that's an important part of it probably the most important part. Then when it comes to the process, the process looks like, like I said, first and foremost, Florida, 145,000 signatures that say we would back sit. That's it. Like, and then we take the next steps. But until those steps are done, and that, that step has until July 4th, and then everything else starts to go. So that... Before even worrying about the next step, those are the two things that have to happen. You know, and, and I, I like to put the horse in front of the cart and not the cart before the horse, you know. So the first thing, the horse that has to run this race says Sid needs to know people. If you have an event, we'll figure out how I can be there, you know. Reach out. Let's, let's make this happen. I, I'm counting on people at some point I'm thinking it's 2024, but at some point, people are going to be like, ah, we've, we've dealt with this enough. We need peace. And it's like, like you said, at first it was like, peace. What's this peace stuff? Peace. We need all these other things. Actually, without peace, we don't get to love for everybody. Without peace, we don't make sure peace answers it all. Like, in order to have peace in the world, in our country, that means everybody's got a place to live or that person that's sleeping in the snow, that's not at peace. So let's just get everybody to peace. And peace is more than the 60s hippies hanging out at, at Woodstock. Woodstock. Right. This is the peace I'm talking about is actually the way to the power. The path to power is peace because when I'm at peace, my power is up. Anyone can look at that, look at it in their own life for real. They can say, wait a minute, when I'm angry with someone, do you feel like you love that person? Probably not. That'd be a rare person to say yes to that. When you are worried about what you're going to eat tomorrow, do you feel peace? No, but when you have peace, is that same worry still there? Likely not. So let's get to peace. It's one thing that we can point to and say, we're going to peace. And if we go to peace, we answer all the other problems. We answer everything. Someone can come to me right now and say, hey, the right to bear arms. And I'd be like, well, are we have peace or not? Because the gun ain't never shot nobody. Someone with the gun shoots people. 
But if they have peace, that, that even changes, right? All of it can be answered in that way. And I think it's important for that to be the forefront of this conversation. You know, so no, I don't want to go down to politics. I want everybody to come up to peace. Let's get everybody up there and, and start demanding that of each other. Everybody must do their part. Peace possible in the world? Yes, but everybody must do their part. If I have a lot, it says it in the book that most people, we swear in, in this country, you put your hand on the Bible to go to court. And in that book, it says to those that are given much, much is expected. So if you already have the means, there's a lot expected of you, or you may not get to that place that you think somebody's sitting there judging about. Let's get real about it. Let's get honest. Like we have things going on in this country that say, no, we're being inhumane. We're costing our own souls the way people are behaving, making fun of people on stage, not being able to talk in a, a meeting in the Senate, people cutting each other off, people not being able to listen and actually reason to, you know, the one thing I learned about when it came to relationships, you may have a, a way about what you think of a something we need to do, and I may have another one. Well, the way for us to figure it out is to find common ground which that means I have to be able to listen to you. You have to be able to listen to me. We have to figure out what's best for everyone to come together. But we aren't doing that. At least not, when I say we, I'm talking about the people that are running, running the country, the people that are running against each other, not really listening. You can go back and look at Tim Scott. All you got to do is rewind. You don't have to listen to me. Go rewind with Tim Scott, right? Tim Scott, Donald Trump, pre-backing him, right? DeSantis, Donald Trump pre-backing him. See, remember I said the win. The win is why they said, oh no, because they were actually going to lose heavy. So to win something, now all of a sudden, I hate this guy. This is the worst guy for the country, but now I want you to go vote for him. Let's get real about this. Like, what sense does that make? None whatsoever. If I tell you that, hey man, don't drink what's in my cup because it might kill you. Now, I find out that I can make some money on the cup, and I'm like, hey, man, you want to buy this water? <laughs> like, I'm trying to kill you with something I just told you going to kill you two seconds ago. I'm not buying that. And if people are, then maybe it'd be after 2024. If people are actually in, in ready to get that and stand in it and be able to look at their kid in the face and say, hey, they said, we said, I said, whoever said not to vote for this person. There is no changing that. Like, get into your word. Let your word actually mean something. People, people are funny that way to me right now. The words aren't meaning anything. So I, I can't trust someone that the word isn't, isn't gold. And, that, that's, and that's, the re that's the reason why I said at the top of the show, in the middle of the show, and I'll say at the end of the show, you're one of the most honest people I've ever ever met. You're you're someone that that could be trusted. And when I when I hear you say that you want to be the president of the people, you don't talk like a politician. You talk about um, coming to a a meeting where that no one walks away a loser. There's a compromise in there. Let's get, let's figure out a way to get it done. 
And I, I like I like you said, Tim Scott, I'm surprised. You know, I I, I used I, I saw a videotape when he stood um, on the Senate floor and addressed Donald Trump and talked about how he had came up and whatever, and talked about the bill that um, um, my my brother John Lewis that he was trying to get them to sign and said that you know he had written this book bill so many different ways in order for it to get passed and they still came back to the Republican Party and said not good enough you know you know how many times do we have to disrobe and bend over and be abused and finally, finally say enough is enough you know but we support someone because we are attached to a party politics is about serving the people that's what politics was all about serving the people not a party so um you know kind of my book is the world's not ready for you said i i think the world's ready for you and if they they're not ready for you right now they're going to come to a rude awakening and going to say why didn't we admit that we we, we were ready for it said we need peace said we, we we need someone and a group of people we need some clean faces in there that are not politicians, that are people, people that have been in these tough situations, not had someone that their, their father had basically rolled, um, bankrolled their whole lifestyle, and their their name and everything thing else only means that you know there's something due, and we can't afford to go ahead and ruin your name because we owe you you owe us too much, so we got to keep you going. You know. Um, we don't need another career politician. We do need someone that's going to sit in the office the way it was meant to be when this office was created to serve the people, all people, rich, poor, and different, different, however you recognize. Um, it's the reason why I have you on here. You know, when you say the people is however you identify yourself, that's what Sid is all about. So Sid, um, how do people reach you, and how do they? The, how can they support you right now? SidMcNary.com. Sid McNary on all social media outlets. Just right now, I'm accessible. You know, right now, if someone someone says, "Hey, I'm in," shoot me a message on any of the social media. I'll I'll catch up to you. I'll get back to you, and and we'll get connected and and move forward it for me it's about everybody it truly is it's about each and every person having the rights you were born with you were born with everyone was born with breathing clean air as clean as it's going to be and you were born into that you were born with until somebody said you're not allowed to you were born with the ability to go find fruit and vegetables and all these things that God put on earth. To me, we need to make sure everyone has their God-given rights and honor each other. And the more rights that you start to get about yourself, the more responsibility you actually have to do better by everybody else. And so I, I just feel that, you know, the path to power is peace and peace is the power to live by. I stand in that. 
that's my life. My life has been made up of that. Accessing peace in a way that brings confidence to my heart, puts a smile on my face and keeps me moving forward to stand for everybody. So I'm ready to stand with you. You know, I need people linking up arm to arm and let's go make the difference. We want a different country. I love this country. I was born here for whatever reason. This is where my energy came in. My energy came in on this land and I want this land to be made for you and me. Remember, that's a song. That's a song they used to sing. This land is made for you and me, not just for them. It doesn't even say anything about them, you and me. So let's go do it. That's how I see it. Uh, I, 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 I can't wait to, to, to you, you sit on um, Capitol Hill. You make your inaugural um, speech. You know, I, I, I took time to, to, to figure out what a president can and can't do. And I, I just wanted my, uh, our listeners, and because this is your show, to understand what a president can do. He can make treaties and approve um, with the approval of the Senate. He can veto and sign bills. He represents our nation in talks with our foreign countries. He can enforce laws that Congress has to pass. He can act as commander in chief during war times, call out troops to protect our nation against attack, make suggestions about things that should be new laws, lead his political party, entertain foreign guests, recognize foreign countries and grant pardons. He can also nominate cabinet members and Supreme Court justice and other high level officials. He can appoint ambassadors, talk directly to people about their problems. And he is a representative, representative of the best interests of all people. Now, the things the president can't do, and the only reason I'm citing this is because we have a, an ex-president that is trying to do the, just the opposite. He cannot make laws. He cannot declare war. He cannot decide how federal money will be spent, especially in legal matters. He cannot interpret his version of law. He can also not choose cabinet members of the Supreme Court without the approval of, of the Senate. So I just wanted to put that out there. So when people start looking at the checklist of what you have power to do and whatever, they have a clear understanding of what's written in the bylaws of our constitution and what you have power of. All right, so that way when they're, they're blaming you for the price of gas, which goes up every single freaking 4th of July, it ain't your fault. That's capitalism. When they don't understand why everything goes up every time we, we celebrate a holiday that you know our utility bills goes up during Christmas is because we put all those damn lights on the side of the house. All right. When we have situations that we can't understand and we celebrate events on January the 6th when people are knocking on the door with chairs and knives and everything else and they hang a rope from um, the end of a stand with someone's name on it. We don't call that patriotism. We call it treason. I, I'm just saying, American people. All right. If you want peace. Make sure the conversation I have in the next four years is different because we have a candidate here, Sid McNary, 
that's for the people, by the people, and we want peace for the people. And I think if we have peace, everyone is provided with an opportunity to have a fair share of what makes America great again, and that's opportunity. And I think this young man, even though I think he's crazy as hell for doing it, all right, I love this brother. This young man, he he's the he's a change we need to see. He's the change the world needs to welcome in and see. He needs to be, represent our country to make the red, white, and blue strong again. Presidential candidate Sid McNary. Thank you, thank you for having me, and I and, look forward to everything to come, bro. Any last words you want to say to um, your people? Remember, the path to power is peace, and peace is the power to live by. Peace is possible when we all do our the job we need to do to make it possible again. Peace. And with that said, if you like what you heard, go to RMK Productions and the 10 United Podcast Network. Go to our YouTube page and subscribe and follow. If you want to know more information, hit us up at info at rmkproductions.org. I am your show host, Kevin McLemore. I should have said that at the top. Um, my grandfather always said, when you get to a position that you're going to help someone else, he said it's your duty to do so. Reach one, teach one. And with that said, we'll fade to black. Peace.